Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Night and Moon. I'm Tanner Knight, and as always, I'm joined by the lovely and talented Gabby Luna. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you. So that means that we just celebrated the new year of 2022, which is true. Today is, what, the third? So we're in a very festive New Year's Eve, New Year's Day type of mood. And we figured what better thing to do than to sit down and record an episode. Exactly. And we also have a couple of corrections from last week's episode, actually. First of all, if you are a longtime listener since we started, thank you so much for understanding uh, that we took a bit of an unexpected break last month, but we're back stronger than ever this year. We have a couple of corrections uh, from the last episode. One is that my story that I told... It wasn't even a New Year's story. That completely happened. It did happen, but it was uh, the Independence Day of Mexico, which is El 16 de Septiembre on the 16th of September. That's when that fireworks story happened. It was never a New Year's story to begin with. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody would fault you for thinking <laughs> as such. And that is a really good point about the fallibility of memory. But yeah. uh, what was the other correction? I believe it was with my error. Yeah, it was, we uh, said that the year ends in January 31st. Correct, instead of December 31st. Uh -huh. I, I feel like that's fairly obvious to most of the world, but I just misspoke and said January instead of December. And we didn't want to misinform. Correct. <laughs> so that's that. Thank you, Gabby. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, since we're in a festive spirit. We won't talk too much about the new year since we spent a lot of time talking about that in the last episode. If you haven't seen that, if you haven't heard that episode, I suggest you go back and check that out. It just came out not too long ago, and hopefully you can listen to that one as well. Yes. So today we wanted to spend a little time talking about something very important to us. Why don't you tell us about it, Gabby? Well, today we picked out of the jar, and our topic is... The meaning of having pets. The meaning of having pets. And for us, that's a very kind of heavy card, kind of light card, all of the above. Like pets, to me, span the gamut of happy, extreme happiness to extreme sadness. And uh, I assume that things will get a little, a little down, maybe a little heavy in this episode. So yeah. if you are dealing with maybe an end-of-life situation with the pet. I don't know. It may not be the best episode to listen to. It may be the best episode. I, I can't say that at this point. Our goal is not to make anyone sad or cause a bummer. Just know that we hold our pets very dear. Mm -hmm. And that topic, the meaning of pets or having pets, it's going to be emotional. Yeah, just trigger warning for anyone who does not want to listen to anything too emotional at the time. So why don't you tell us about the pet that you entered our relationship with? Oh, Smokey. <laughs> Smokey the cat. Smokey is amazing. He is a cat and he is all love. <laughs> he just makes you smile. He's just so sweet and such a sweet little gray cat. He's like a tabby, I would say. A gray tabby. He's like a soft gray with a little bit of white. And he's in between fluffy and short hair. And he's not a flabby tabby like you often flab. find. He's, <laughs> he, he's got a little chunker. But for the most part, he's a pretty svelte kitty. He's very lean and dancer's legs. 
He does. You think so? I feel like he's lean, long, but definitely not all that graceful. <laughs> yeah. He falls all the time, but he gets back up right away. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. really great. Um, he's funny and he's gone through like life threatening surgery, I guess you could say. Um, when was it? Maybe 2016 or 15. I can't remember. He couldn't pee. He got blocked and he had to get a surgery to unblock. And basically like, you know how men pee, the little pee hole uh, was basically, um, blocked by minerals or whatever and they unblocked it and he got blocked again so then again he had to go to surgery to remove all of that um all of his male male parts parts, basically all of it so now he's he's actually a little he has girl parts which is just like to pee and yeah he looks just like a regular kitty and has a very male female energy balance in him (laughs) that is very true i I definitely see smoky with about a 50 50 male female mm-hmm. type of energy he can come at you with some sass but yeah. then he also wants to play rough and get at you with the claws so he, yeah he's a very fun kitty and i have limited exposure we'll say to cats because my brother was allergic to cats growing up i also either developed an allergy or was always allergic and never wanted to <laughs> admit it but we never had a cat growing up my aunt had cats aunt andrea we were not exposed to cats on you, a daily basis. Did you even like play with them when you went over? I or? did. Andrea's cat. I can't even remember the name of that cat. She had a lot of them, but mm-hmm. there was one specific cat that was very snuggly that I remember growing oh. up. And Was he gray too? Uh, honestly, I hate to say it, but that whole time is very blurry. And, yeah. you know, Smokey has become the definition of a cat in my mind. So yeah. <laughs> they all look like Smokey yeah. to me. As a result, we grew up with dogs. I became very acquainted with dogs and the way of dogs, but I didn't have my own dogs until 2012. Yeah. And Jack was the very first dog. <laughs> it was just one of those kind of kennel stories where you go and just see all kinds of cute dogs and you're like, oh, but but that, but this, but that. Too big. That dog's too small. That dog's too yappy. That dog. <laughs> yeah. And then you come across Jack and he's like, the golden boy. <laughs> he's so perfect. He's a, a golden lab. So he's very blonde and just small. And Yeah, he's he's like a regular lab, but he's a bit smaller than a regular lab. Yeah, he's about 40 pounds. So <sighs> Just like the perfect size. He's a medium-sized dog, mm-hmm. but he uh, he was just super cute. And that was the dog. And, you know, the rest is history. And Max came later in, in 2016. When it was time to get Jack a, a brother, it was decided that we would get another dog. And Max was that dog. And Describe Max. Max is a beagle who's about 11 or 12 at this point. And he is just the most docile beagle you've ever met. <laughs> he doesn't care if you pull on his ears or slap him on the butt. We obviously don't do these things, but if if you do, he doesn't care. And Max is one of those beagles with extra long ears. Oh, so, so cute. You might mistake him for like a small basset hound at first because he's got really big paws as well. Oh. But he's just a cute, cute beagle. You know, he's getting up there in his age and we recently got some bad news. We'll get to that shortly Yeah. regarding Max. That's why this whole topic is very prescient for us. And, you know, I think it's worth talking about while it's fresh, I guess. Yeah. 
It definitely is. And we have high hopes, but yeah, I want to hear more about our pets and stuff. <laughs> I'd like to hear your perspective as a cat owner moving in with two crazy dogs. Well, yeah, they definitely didn't. They seemed crazy. <laughs> they were really crazy. And, you know, we've talked about it in the past. Maybe the episodes, they've been recorded, but maybe they haven't been posted yet. But we get into the situation on how I met Tanner and how we, I think how we met is coming up for Valentine's or like for February. Um, so we talk about our situation and how, you know, the dogs have gone through a graving state because Tanner is a widower. Obviously, it's, it's like to be expected. They were kind of lost all, all of, all of, <laughs> you know, you are going to feel that way. I imagine, yeah. right? Like it's yeah. to be expected. It's normal. And so, yeah, it's not surprising at all that the, the dogs were a little crazy. I mean, I guess I understood. I don't know if they were always that crazy or not, <laughs> but like I, my perspective coming into this relationship is that I thought that they were just obviously just going through loss. Yeah. Maybe like not feeling stable. Yeah. And I think that animals are not emotionally equipped to understand loss like humans are. They definitely experience it and have unanswered questions and i'm sure that that influences kind yeah. of their outlook on life for for a while mm -hmm. and having gone through that and having the dogs meet you <laughs> as a, another person they were i think that they had lots of questions <laughs> as well like, hey. like, what is what is what's going on here and <laughs> and honestly for the very first what months i would say of our relationship even in the first two two months i'd say mm -hmm. jack would bark at us whenever we would embrace or yeah or kiss, kiss or whatever or hold and, even hold hands or get too close <laughs> he was like like a, a chaperone in a high school dance <laughs> make sure there's room for the lord in there <laughs> yeah he was like bark excuse me <laughs> so he he gave us the business at first and Smokey gave you the business by sneezing <laughs> in your face too. Correct. Smokey uh, plopped down on my my chest one day. I was like, "Oh, that's super cute." <laughs> he <laughs> proceeded to sneeze on me with full vigor, <laughs> right in my face, and I think that might have been his <laughs> initiation, or yeah. at least like letting me know who runs the place. <laughs> I just have never seen him like actively do something territorial like, like that yeah. like that was a little as the most territorial smoky would ever do you know because it's still pretty cute <laughs> but i just never have seen him he's like oh yeah you know what i'm gonna see if you're really that charming <laughs> uh, make sure sneeze right in your face yeah you're allergic i'm allergic too <laughs> well and that's another interesting point i mentioned earlier that i developed an allergy to cats I would say the first time that I ever discovered this allergy was at my friend's house who had a cat. I just had been putting my head on a pillow while we were watching a movie or something. And all of a sudden my eyes started itching and my breathing started getting heavier. And it was because the cat always sat on that pillow. And I was like, what the hell? I'm not allergic to cats. Yeah. But then every subsequent cat encounter, I would notice that my eyes would get itchy and watery and yeah, it proved an allergy of cats. I didn't have too many cat encounters, honestly, beyond that initial cat with my Aunt Andrea. So is it the kind of thing where if you're not exposed to it, you just don't develop the allergens to I defend it? It could be the cat, like maybe that particular cat. Yeah, that's sort true of too. Dandruff and 
I mean, Smokey does eat pretty, yeah. You know, like premium, premium food. So uh, mainly because he's, you know, prescription. Food. I well, I and back to the allergy thing. I did experience a few of those symptoms at first, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you did. I had some watery eyes and runny nose, and I. <laughs> it never prevented me from trying to interact with the cat though yeah or like it never because i was like well i'm not gonna get rid of my cat well of course not. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's not an option but uh-huh. i eventually got over it and yeah. i am no longer allergic to smoky or i don't know maybe any other cat who's to say but yeah smoky's really the only cat so grim oh yeah grim i have interacted with with our friends Ian and cleo's cat grim who um, is a younger cat, and I don't feel like I was allergic to her either. I didn't see any. Smokey has cured me. He's he cured everyone. He's <laughs> as Gabby mentioned. He's gray, so sometimes he gets referred to as Gandalf the Gray. Yeah, Smokey, Smokey the, the gray. gray. He also is a very smoke-like um, kitty or watery kitty. Kitty. He's just like he kind of melts in your arms. Yeah, he's so great. He does really appreciate affection which is one thing that i usually don't like about cats is that they're so averse to affection and i figure if you're gonna have a fluffy thing in your house you'd better want to snuggle with you at least well i'm a cat lover so i'm just a sucker for whatever they do (laughs) and however whatever behavior they want to exhibit i'm okay with and i will record it that's definitely the outlook of a cat lover yeah I'm, (laughs) i'm definitely a smoky lover but i don't love going to people's houses that have cats and the cat bolts the second it sees you that's like come on i'm, I'm your sorry. friend man yeah that usually does not happen to me usually yeah. <laughs> you whisper them yeah i try my best i'm like come here come here <laughs> like i know they come back around at one point <laughs> i know it will it's always curious it yeah. wants to know who's in the house <laughs> well integrating our pets at first was a very nerve-wracking thing because max has a history of Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Max has a history of bird murder, (laughs) including our friend's bird who was living in a cage and was on the ground, unfortunately, when Max happened to coincide with the bird. It's terrible. And then other furry little squirrels and things Max has tried to terrorize. Rabbits. Yeah. You name it. So, And even cats themselves, like street cats, if he would see a street yeah. cat, he would lunge at it and bark and really show some aggression. And otherwise, like I said, he's the most docile dog around. He just lies down. You can play with his jowls and yeah. He definitely <laughs> had him. like the bit of wild in Max was way wilder. Where I think he's definitely mellowed out the last few years. Like I got him tired, <laughs> as yeah. they say. Well, and Smokey did too because. We introduced the two of them very cautiously by segregating them by at least one door at all times. Yeah. Kind of getting their sense familiar. And it was, what, a good month or two before... Yeah, before we, they even before like, they had saw any face each to other. Face. All, all, obviously, Max knew there was an animal there. And Smokey was just happy to not be, you know, stuck alone in, in the apartment um, because there, it did start to become more that we would stay over at your house and we would just kind of go spend time with Smokey. But yeah. it just became too hard for me to leave him alone for that long. So we we had a little tiny office and we would put him in there. And obviously Max could smell something. But eventually <laughs> and slowly but surely they they got they just 
got used to each other's scent and we moved to and and that's when I think Max mellowed out the most because in the in the other house there was just so many like rabbits around the neighborhood. <laughs> the there was uh, so many cats around the <laughs> neighborhood. Cats, yeah. What else was there? There's like uh, it's just the, more activity those in general. Underground animals that, oh, that yeah, go into gophers. The, yeah the gophers. There's just so many scents. He would get crazy on the walks. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he go, comes in the house, and then there's another animal that he doesn't even know. <laughs> But he got used to Smokey very quickly in the new house. Mm-hmm. We introduced them and kind of gave them free reign yeah. with heavy supervision. And they both performed very well. Yeah. And now they snuggle with each they other. They really do <laughs> snuggle. They're so sweet. But we we always just kind of kept the hope. And even if at some points I lost it, Tan had it. And if he lost it, I had it. <laughs> and to be honest... um, Here's another trigger warning on the death of another animal because Smokey is no innocent pumpkin. <laughs> he also kills. And, you know, in that older house that we had uh, or that, that Tan had when I met him, or he still has, that old house had a mouse. His name was Gilbert. We we named him because he was really cute. You know, not welcome. He, he just decided to live in that house. I, I don't know. But anyway, um, Smokey would get free range time at night while Maxie would sleep in the kennel. So at night, Smokey would kind of stalk the mouse. And I think he killed him, right? Eventually, yeah. there was no more mouse. There was no more mouse. <laughs> Smokey took care of it. Problem and, solved. <laughs> but the beauty and what really cemented my hope was that that mouse was in the house. And obviously, Max could smell it. And he was fine with it. He didn't go crazy at it every single time. So I really think that... He the, was able to coexist. With Gilbert gave us hope. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gilbert. R.I.P. Gilbert. <laughs> For may the hope you left in this world live on forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To Gilbert. To Gilbert. So these animals, all three of them, as you may imagine, are still pretty important to us. They are. And they get along very well. So I would like to impart a bit of hope for cat and dog lovers trying yeah. to get together because our pets are basically extensions of us or a part of us i hate to say family because people get upset when you call your pets family but Mm -hmm. for us they literally are and they are under our charge basically we got to take care of these things yeah and for us they are our children by choice right like we don't want children but there is many people who would love to have children and one they could maybe not be able to have them or they just know they can't afford it so they have to kind of settle for an animal in that case now nowadays, you know? And animals aren't necessarily cheap either. No. But as far as just They're just a bit easier than dollar. children. Like yeah. you know, I mean I'm Correct. and I'm not trying to, you know, upset anyone by comparing an animal to a child. But it's just something to take care of if you really would like to be a parent and for some reason you can't. Sometimes people opt for the option of having an animal. It's very rewarding. Mm-hmm, it is. Or if you're just like a single woman and you want an animal to keep you company, but don't want the full-on responsibility of a child, you know, like then, yeah, animals, we are coming at you in that point of view that for us, the meaning of animals that they're part, or for me, the meaning of animal, of having animals is that they are part of my family. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't choose to have a dog lightly. Mm-hmm. I don't choose, well, I don't choose to have anything lightly. I think that if you're really going to live a life that is fulfilling, that you should put 
a lot of weight on the choices that you make and really think through these things and don't just march in willy-nilly, including having a pet. If you don't feel like you're capable of taking care of a pet, that's fine. Don't mm-hmm. get a pet. <laughs> yeah. But it, it it's a really great way to teach you how to care for something other than yourself. Because let's face it, any anything that helps individuals be less selfish yeah. is a good thing. And I've seen the most heartless bastards on the face of the planet just melt into just loving creatures whenever their dog walks in the room. Yeah. And if that's all that that person can show love to, then, you know, that's better than that person not having anything to show love to. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. And and that to me is is the meaning of a, of having a pet is having something to take care of willingly and something that you enjoy take caring of because it brings you so much joy. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's expensive to buy healthy food for animals and to do research and figure out what is best for them. And, you know, at some point they might need medications and they might need to go to the doctor and have surgery. And all of these things should be considered when jumping into being a pet owner. But at the end of the day, for me personally, it's entirely worth it. And hopefully I don't go bankrupt because of the pets, but (laughs) I'm almost prepared to. Oh, another thing to consider... Well, maybe we should kind of have a list of that. But another good thing to consider before you get an animal is to consider the size because that's really important. We, I only, out of our three animals, I, I don't think I can pick up Jack. And that's kind of scary, you know? Yeah, I've always thought about that as well. Like I love big dogs for mm-hmm. the novelty of big dogs. Yeah. But if I need to pick up a 125-pound <laughs> Malamute nope. and put him in the back of the truck to take him to the vet, then that's potentially dangerous (laughs) yeah yeah it's totally you just never know yeah so that's a really good consideration as well medium-sized pets are always great you can generally pick up a medium-sized pet if need be Mm -hmm. or at least help move them if if they need help i do understand how people like big dogs too and now all of our animals have gone like speaking of expensive smoky surgery that i described was really expensive our uh, jackie our lab has also had a very expensive um, back, back surgery. surgery. Yeah. And now we have Maxi, who is a little sick and has been diagnosed with an enlarged prostate. And that typically happens through prostate cancer. Yeah, they haven't necessarily done any hard and fast tests. Number one, our local vet isn't really equipped to do any kind of oncology. Mm-hmm. And number three, we have an appointment, but it's what, in a month and a half yeah. as far as this appointment goes? There's only one oncology uh, doctor in the state, so we have to wait. And we are on a waiting list hoping to get in a little bit sooner. But in the meantime, we have other like holistic alternatives that we're trying to help S- him. Such as? Such as acupuncture. Max has received dog acupuncture. Yeah. Which is we'll have to post the pictures. Yeah, I will post the pictures of him. He loved it. He was I was told that he was able to relax really well and they had no problem with him. He's a dog that's accustomed to meditating and stuff. So <laughs> he's he's well versed in the whole meditating scene. <laughs> he's like Yoga Nedra with needles. Mm. I'm in. <laughs> so yeah, we we got him in some fancy acupuncture and we're trying to bolster his diet with uh, homemade bone broth or 
bone stock. Mm-hmm. So and supplements. Yeah, and, and all kinds of supplements. So he's pretty well cared for from that perspective. And we're trying to provide some love and energy healing as well. So the the doctor gave a six month time frame, which I disagree with. I think we're gonna Yeah. We're gonna go well beyond that. I mean we took him in initially. He had I guess for what Tan tells me that he's had, you know, moments where sometimes he pees in places. He's a little leaky. A little leaky. And so I just thought he was getting older. So he would ask to go to the bathroom more. And sometimes he, he still pees sometimes when we leave for a long time, usually in the same spot. So we just leave a diaper there now. But lately it started getting way more intense. And then on top of it, I saw him struggling to poop. And then we started just feeling like there was something wrong. So we took him to the vet and that's when he was diagnosed. He didn't even give us any more, like he had other things that we wanted checked on him and they didn't even care. They're like, basically like, here's this to keep him comfortable. And six months is like the most that we give you. And I get it. That might be, that might be it. But he definitely, even after the medicine they gave us, looks so much better. I mean, just today we just went on a hike and he was running around. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know about running around, but he, he was, was running for him. He was definitely feeling mobile in twenty degree weather and mm-hmm. unleashed. Had, yeah, he had his little sweater on, so mm-hmm. he was doing really well. And you know, we'll take those days as long as we can. And I think the best thing you can do for an animal or even person in this situation is to still try to remain active mm-hmm. and just move the body. And focus on healing. And that's that's what we're trying to do. We meditate with him almost every day or at least sit and relax and kind of put our hands on him to help him relax and feel loved. And I, I feel like that's kind of helped a lot. We used to get a little annoyed with him with the times that he would ask to go to the bathroom. Every five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every five minutes. But now we understand. Yeah. Now that we've been told what the situation is and we, we know the fact that he gets embraced and loved kind of helps him a little bit more to last us a little bit longer. Yeah. I do think, well, I know the other animals, Jack and Smokey, do notice mm-hmm. either through his smells, his odors, yeah. or just how he's acting or just through intuition. But you can tell that they both have a little more compassion towards him and they're going to help too. They are. And they do help. They definitely notice that they, he gets more attention. <laughs> yeah. And they have been surprisingly good about it for the most part. Yeah, and I don't want to necessarily make anybody extra sad, but I would like to give a, a shout out to a few animal owners that I know mm-hmm. whose animals have passed recently. Seems like, I don't know if it's just because people of a certain age group acquire pets at the same time and then they all maybe pass at the same time, but it seems like there's kind of a rash of people coming coming to me with bad news about their oh, pets. No. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to Kari and Jeff. I know they just lost their little Frenchie. Oh. And Mark and Elizabeth found out that their dog has cancer. And their dog Ace is a pretty famous dog too. So he's got a lot of support in a lot of different communities. And, of course, Ian and Cleo lost Gypsy, the hedgehog, yeah. very recently. And before that, not too long ago, Ian, as, again, and 
Linda and all the Chapin family lost their cat, lost their cat, Charles. And then around the time, around that same time, my mom lost Picasso. That's right. Picasso was... A 19-year-old Siamese cat that was huge and a great, beautiful cat. Legendary. Stuff of legends. (laughs) Like a tamed cheetah. He really was a cat that we took to Mexico and back. He (laughs) he went to many places and um, people would say in Mexico and ask my mom, what is that? What? (laughs) They didn't believe that that was a cat because he was so big. They were like, no way, that's not a cat. (laughs) Well, thinking about cats and dogs of your mm-hmm. what was your favorite pet growing up um i only had two because we always just moved around so much but in veracruz we found a little kitty um one time we were walking around in like this called this um like this little street divider that's kind of turned into a walking park that those are parks in it's mexico like grass and trees sorta yeah something like that one time we were walking, it was one of the times that my dad was down there. So it must have been one of the holiday seasons. And we were walking around in the middle of the night because my dad wanted to smoke. <laughs> and my mom probably was smoking too. And then Alex and I, my sister and I were walking in the front. And then I just started meowing. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Because I had heard a kitty. Oh. <laughs> and my mom realized that I was just like meowing on um, the same, like I picked up the same speed that the cat was doing. I was just making it. To yeah. Uh, and my mom's like, shh, 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 shh. Es un gato. <laughs> because my mom is the crazy cat lady. Like, if anybody, she's like, a ver, if it's a Siamese, then we take it. Because my mom's obsessed with Siamese cats. If not, then we just leave it. That's premeditated. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pre- premeditated and uh no not theft because it was somebody abandoned the cat in the in the in like the middle of one of the there's empty no, lots or something there's no chance that this was someone's house cat. no 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 out. no it was oh. out it was out it was <laughs> okay. like one well, little that, kitty that makes a difference people in mexico do that they just go and abandon a cat if it's a girl and, and it was it was a siamese cat girl and oh my, we, God. my mom picked her up full of fleas it was just oh. a tiny little baby she was just left in the side like on the oh, sidewalk or something so like somebody sad. just dropped her there uh, my mom had to like and she was f- no she was not full of fleas she was full of ants Ooh, we had to go and like wash her Ooh. poor baby it was it was really bad anyway she was our cat for a while oh. she, my my grandpa let us keep her because <laughs> she was a siamese because he we had already asked if we could have a cat and he said only if it's a Siamese. I don't know what it is about my family. Yeah, they really have that ingrained into their now, Actually, when I got my cat, I had told myself I did not want a Siamese. I wanted to... Break the tradition. Just pick whichever one popped. And, well, Smokey, you know. The rest did. is history. The rest is history. We met. <laughs> and sadly, that cat was um, grew to be like about a year old got pregnant <laughs> she she just you know <laughs> she didn't follow Hussy. my i know <laughs> she got pregnant she had babies my mom's sister got rid of the babies the same way that we found me oh, like same God. thing without even waiting for us like they they were so mean <laughs> about it like one day we just showed up and the kitties were gone they were like oh yeah a friend adopted them <laughs> no it's not true they just like Lies. just it's so horrible Sometimes in Mexico, people act like people did here in the 1950s or something. You know, like <laughs> more heartless. Straight like, up oh, lie to your face about ah, it. It's just whatever. It's a cat. Just yeah. go drop it in the empty lot by the neighborhood or it's whatever. Terrible. Yeah, it's so horrible. But anyway, I think 
I don't know for sure, um, but I think that's what happened. And they got rid of the kitties because none of them turned out to be Siamese looking. Damn, cold. <laughs> really uh, specific in the looks <laughs> yeah. of a cat <laughs> and in the house. But, you know, she ultimately passed away um, because we, my grandma was like, we, we, we kind of wanted to get her fixed. And so my grandpa didn't want to pay for it. So he took the getting fixed of the cat to students, like oh, vet students. No. And they just did not do a good job. Oh, yeah, no. it was horrible. It was a horrible, horrible, one of the most horrible deaths that I had to deal with <laughs> at a very young age. I must have been seven. And I mean, Micha was run over in front of the house um, by like a neighbor. Don't care. They didn't care. Yeah. They ran over our cat and the cat had just barely had surgery. So like Jeez. bad thing. And after Micha, we never had an animal af- until Picasso who really blessed us with a long life and, and a very strong male energy to our, our three <laughs> girls that we were, you know, back in the, in the 19, I'm sorry, in the 2010s when we got him. He's, he was a great cat and he will be missed. He, he really is a legend and we need to honor him by like creating a story or something. <laughs> he <laughs> is a cat to be honored. <laughs> Picasso's Merry Adventures. Yeah. And what about you, baby? Sorry well, about that downer. <laughs> well, I kind of realized that the downer is inherent to the question because every pet dies. All both all of these pets have passed and yeah. that's very sad, but I guess it's better to celebrate their life mm-hmm. than to focus on their death. But I have two dogs. No, I've I've so many dogs from my childhood. That's so sweet. I'll uh, just run through the ones that I remember. Started off with my dad's dog, Chester, whom he had before my my brother and I were born. Wow. So it was Chester first, then us. <laughs> then we got Chelsea, who was a girl. Uh-huh. And what, she, what kind of dogs are these? Yeah. All black labs up until this point. Oh my goodness. And then Chelsea got pregnant with another black lab, I believe, because she had puppies and we kept one of them whose name was Powell, who's one of the dogs that I'll talk about. Oh my god. So um, cute. Then there was Coco, who was a like a brindle he was probably mixed with like a, uh, what are those racing dogs? Greyhound. Because mm. he loved to run and he met his demise by chasing a car. Oh, no. Yeah, some Canadian asshole hit him in his Boy. in his uh, Cadillac. So there was Coco and then there was Duffy, who was named after Duff McKagan, the drummer from, no, the bass player, sorry, from Guns N' Roses. I thought Daffy Duck because he's black. <laughs> and it's a black lab. No, Duffy <laughs> was named after Duff McKagan because <laughs> it was named by Travis and I. That's so cute. Um, yeah, so there was Duffy or Duff and oh, and Red, who's the other dog that I wanted to talk about. These are like... Pretty, was this also a black lab? No, he was a a red dog. So probably a golden lab or golden retriever mixed with some sort of uh like chocolatey uh, i can't even remember but he was kind of like spanishy spanially oh okay with like curly long hair yeah, <laughs> sort of wavy hair. wavy hair <laughs> mm-hmm. but also very golden retriever he just showed it up at our house once he was just oh. like a stray and he showed up a stray <laughs> <laughs> Jack is not a stray. <laughs> Just so people know. <laughs> this is a, an interruption because Tan and I always say that to each other. Is that a stray? About Jack in particular. Uh-huh. It's because one time we were hiking and it happens quite a bit, but this one guy just 
saw Jackie and asked us that exact same question in a kind of douchebaggy way. stray. <laughs> As if the dog hiking in a proximity to us with a collar on would be a stray. I, I just had so many questions for this guy and his thought process. <laughs> I don't know. I think he was trying to snatch our dog. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> Jerk. Dream on. He's not a stray and he's not a puppy. Yeah. But Red Dog or Red... Uh, he was actually one of the longest living dogs that we had. I want to say he was 16 or 17 by the time wow. he passed. He lived a good long time with us and he was a great dog. And he was, so Red was basically my dog. He was bonded to me the most, I would say, mm-hmm. which he was the first dog where that was the case. They were usually either my dad's dogs or even my mom's dogs to a certain extent. And the kids were around the dogs but Mm -hmm. red was like my dog he would go where i went and he would listen to me and Mm -hmm. he was just a really great dog and i will always remember him as kind of my first dog even though he was still a family dog what age range did you have him yeah i think he showed up when i was 10 or 11 so oh wow not yeah not too late in the game and then he stayed until through my teen years and he, he wasn't that old when we got him, so he probably was with us a good 12 years plus. Just one day he showed up in your house? Yeah. just Was it your neighbor's up. dog? Did you ever find out who it belonged to? Well, no, but it's not necessarily uncommon for strays to be roaming around that part of the world, too. Mm. It's right by an apple orchard, so I think that that kind of attracts strays a little bit, and they just, just... kind of wander up into the mountains and see what's next. And... <laughs> Happened to find some suckers. He's like, oh, this family looks good. <laughs> this family looks like they'll give me all kinds of love. That's so sweet. I love animals that just show up like that because those are like, I think they're sent by spirit. <laughs> yeah. Um, funny enough, my very first animal was a black lab. Yeah. I was. It was a birthday present from a neighbor. I remember you mentioning mm-hmm. him. And... Look, I speak Spanish, and this is not to be offensive, but I name him Negrito, not not in the, <laughs> you know, N-word kind of way or anything. That That's just the, the color. <laughs> it's not. Little, yeah. little black dog. Nothing it offensive sounds kind of weird, and, but at the four years of age that I had, I had no idea. To me, that was the language I spoke, so well, it was black. In complete justification, my dog's name was Red. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Redcito. Yeah, Redcito. <laughs> Rojito. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was just, I was a little scared of him, but then he grew up to be huge because he was like mixed, uh, like black lab, lab and Doberman. Mm. So he was like a really tall dog and we used to like ride him too. And he was <laughs> a very docile dog, but, um, we moved and my mom kind of, my mom and dad left him and then, you know, we ended up just coming to Mexico. So might as well leave him around. Uh, a neighbor kept him. Yeah. Apparently. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Parents lie. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Well, my second dog, Powell, who was actually, I think he was actually concurrent with Red at one point. He was one of three dogs where it was Chelsea, Powell, her son, mm-hmm. and Red. And so we, you had more than one at a time. Oh, yeah, always. It was at least two. And when we had Red, that was the only time there was three involved. Mm. But there was always multiple dogs. Powell met his demise from roaming around on not necessarily someone else's land, but far enough away on our land where a neighbor shot him 
Why? Or we think a neighbor shot him, but we never could prove it or anything. It was on the road mm-hmm. by the neighbor's house. I think my dad drove by and saw him on the ground, and that was the most furious I've ever seen my dad. What? Yeah, why would you just, just shoot a dog? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. And And to this day, I would also have a hard time restraining myself if I were to encounter the person who actually did it, even this far afterwards, I would still have a hard time with restraining myself. But I know my dad would have committed murder yeah. if he knew who did it. <laughs> Damn. So I'm glad he never did. But he was uh, he was ready to fuck someone up, that's for sure. And it was mm-hmm. devastating to the rest of us, just absolutely senseless murder of a pet. Yeah, so- like to to think that an animal can just roam around and people just think it's okay to kill it yeah and honestly the dog should not have been where it was it was roaming too far away from home but that's kind of the way dogs are raised in up the state of new york it's a very loose place any in any event i didn't want to leave it on on a downer like that but (laughs) but these are vivid memories as a young person you know, you grow to love this thing. And speaking of which, Jack is whining in the background. He doesn't want to be down here anymore. <laughs> he, he's done with the studio. Yeah, no more. He wants to be where the food is. Yeah. But you get attached to these animals and... Their personalities and their cute little quirks. And you have some sort of expectation that they'll have some longevity. And yeah. when their life is cut short in that way, it's just like a, a person. If a person's murdered, you react in the same way. It's senseless. It's preventable it's ridiculous that it happens and you know it's also you can't do anything about it (laughs) that's the worst part a sad thing to have happened to you i'm so sorry that that you had a neighbor that shot your dog that's so horrible because you have to live with that person and in your um area where you grew up your neighbors are someone forever like (laughs) you just don't like people don't move around or anything right like they stay in the same houses generations (laughs) your neighbors were generations yeah (laughs) oh uh obviously very um quick shout out to also our little monet that was my sister's cat and (laughs) he died uh, about two or three years ago so he was a sweet kitty had a lot of love and a lot of i don't know just tenderness to give picasso's riding buddy Mm -hmm bestie just best friend of picasso and i think when monet went and then picasso left the next year he just couldn't he couldn't really get over the death of his best friend which at the beginning he hated but then you know like always yeah animals get along and i think that you know if this might get sad but the day that we no longer have max old dogs do learn new tricks because he learned to love Smokey. Yeah. He did. So thank you for listening. And hopefully, if you have a pet, you're able to hug that pet a little closer to you right now and show them a little extra love. They really do a lot for us and ask literally nothing in return other than food. Food. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and treats. Yeah. And more food. <laughs> so maybe they ask a little bit. But either way, it's, it's certainly a transaction that I'm willing to pay. Yeah. And when these animals that we have are no longer around, it's going to be a long, long time before I'm ready to love another animal again like these ones. Yeah. It would be very difficult and it will be. But, you know, 
while weather the storms. That's right. And they've provided countless memories and cute moments and hours of joy. Mm-hmm. So we will have that. And hopefully you will too. Yes. So thank you for listening. We hope to see you on the next one. If you have any questions for us or would love to, or would like to talk about your own pet, we'd love to see some pictures. We'll post some pictures of Jack and Max in the show notes for you. And we'll we'll post some pictures of Jack, Max, and Smokey in the show notes for you. So don't get too jealous, but we'd love to see your pets and hear about your stories as well. Yes, and you can see those pictures on Instagram at, at Night and Moon Pod. So check out all of our social medias, you name it. And thank you again for watching. And thank you again for listening. Bye. Bye.